Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2, episode 348 of this daily study podcast. Thank you very much for joining us again as we continue and and conclude our study of this week's Come Follow Me study. That is covered in December the 7th to December the 13th, covering Moroni chapter 7 to 9, May Christ Lift Thee Up. And today we are concluding with Moroni chapter 9. And there's quite a few things in here, and so we're going to um, dig deep into that. So to begin with, uh, Mormon, uh, we read, is this, this is his second letter that he's written to uh, Moroni, uh, and it's what well, one of, well, the second letter we have in, in the Book of Mormon, I should say. Um, and he begins by explaining how uh, he is working very hard uh, despite the, the trials that are against them. And in verse 6, it says, And now, my beloved son, notwithstanding their hardness, let us labour diligently. For if we should cease to labour, we should be brought under condemnation. For we have a labour to perform whilst in this tabernacle of clay, that we may conquer the enemy of all righteousness and rest our souls in the kingdom of God. So I love, first of all, this outset of hope and of dedication and diligence by um, Mormon, uh, because obviously there is a lot of things which are you know, going wrong in terms of the actions of the Nephites and their uh, just basically their, their disobedience and rebellion against God. Uh, and yet he still has this desire to to do good, to do right, so that um, he can say, you know, he has done what he can. Uh, Elder D. Todd Christofferson explained this to the priesthood uh, in a priesthood session, but it applies to all of us. He said, quote, we who hold the priesthood of God cannot afford to drift. We have a work to do. We must arise from the dust of self-indulgence. It is a wonderful inspiration for a boy to become a man, strong and capable, someone who can build and create things, run things, someone who makes a difference in the world. It is a wonderful aspiration for those of us who are older to make the vision of true manhood a reality in our lives and be models for those who look to us for an example. Close quote. As I say, this can apply to, to all of us, not just men, but also women as well, to be, to be the example of righteousness, to be that person who, despite the circumstances around them, steps forward and says, I will you know, be true and, and have integrity to the things I believe. Um, so I thought that was a wonderful uh, comment. Uh, also, uh, as we continue on, we see that in verse 9, um, Mormon then starts to uh, explain and starts to lament uh, some of the things that his people have done. In verse 9, for example, it says, For behold, many of the daughters of the Lamanites have they taken prisoners after depriving them of that which was most dear and precious above all things, which is chastity and virtue. Um, so they're very, very important point to make that um, there has been some uh, question about this and some mistakenly concluding that the victims of sexual assault have, or who, who have been victims of abuse have violated the law of chastity. Nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, it, the manual says this quote from Richard, Elder Richard G. Scott, who said, quote, I solemnly testify that when another's act of violence, perversion or incest hurt you terribly against your own will, you are not responsible and you must not feel guilty, close quote. I seem to remember that, I mean, I was only two when this talk was given, but I, I've heard it re- referred to a number of times, Elder Scott's talk about abuse. Um, and I think it's such an important point to make. I mean, I, I obviously don't understand it because I, I have been blessed not, not to, or fortunate not to go through uh, an experience like that. But I'm sure that maybe, maybe some listening who, who have, and there will be many, and there'll be individuals you know that have had to go through this horrible experience. Um, 
and it is never their fault. No matter, you know, what others may say, you know, about things they, they should have done, you know, to make it not happen. It's not, that's not the case. That can't happen. Um, and I think that that is something we need to remember that, um, you know, this is something which has really impacted many, many people's lives and we should be compassionate of that. And then in verse 19, it kind of continues on this, you know, dark path of Mormon having to explain to Moroni or just lament to Moroni. You can imagine Mormon just needing to take, have this rant about uh, and vent about the things that the Nephites have done and um, just how they were so delightful. But now, you know, they now are so have committed so many abominations. Um, and in verse 20, then it says, And now, my son, I dwell no longer upon this horrible scene. Behold, thou knowest the wickedness of this people. Thou knowest they are without principle and past feeling, and their wickedness doth exceed that of the Lamanites. Uh, there's this phrase again about being past feeling. Uh, Neil A. Maxwell uh, said this about it, quote, Leviciousness wrongly celebrates the capacity to feel so that people lose their capacity to feel. Three different prophets in three different dispensations bemoaned those who became past feeling. Do we really expect those presently past feeling to fashion an acceptable future? Gross sin not only dulls the feelings, but it also impairs the intellect. After murdering Abel, Cain ironically boasted, I am free. Did the herd of Gadarene swine similarly console themselves, thinking that they were actually rugged individualists as they raced down the hill to their own destruction? Close quote. I love Elder Maxwell. He speaks in such powerful and uh, powerful ways. But yes, that the fact is, is that if we sin, if we you know do not seek to be connected to Christ, then we start to lose this whole reality of our of our plight. We start to lose this this point about how we are doing, um, and we need to try and connect again to the Spirit to be able to re- realign ourselves with, with the Lord's will. Um, but I love this phrase in verse twenty two. When a Mormon says to his son Moroni, but behold, my son, I recommend thee unto God and I trust in Christ that thou wilt be saved. I love that. Um, it reminds me about temple recommends and how we were invited by Elder Rasband to be recommended unto the Lord. And uh, Mormon is recommending his son to the Lord here. Is there potentially a link to the temple here? Is there potentially a link to, uh, you know, a a is this letter a part of a regular you know worthiness or or temple interview i don't know um i just like that i love that phrase uh and i obviously never noticed it before uh but it may well be something i use in the future in moroni 922 but then um mormon finishes on a positive note uh on a hopeful note i should say in verse 25 which i shared often on my mission it says my son, be faithful in Christ, and may not the things which I have written grieve thee to weigh thee down unto death, but may Christ lift thee up, and may his sufferings and death, and the showing his body unto our fathers, and his mercy and long suffering, and the hope of his glory and of eternal life, rest in your mind forever. This is a very hopeful verse that, you know, particularly for those of us who are struggling through uh, trials or, or difficulties, or maybe even, a, you know, a doubt or, or, or a doubt that we have. This is something which we can focus our minds on, rest our hope upon, and remember that through Christ there is hope. There is a way in which we can have this positive outlook and that we can continue on uh, to that glorious day when he, when we will be um, fully sanctified before the Lord. Elder Neil A. Maxwell said this, quote, 
Happily, even though the world worsens around us, there will be many, many fine and wonderful men and women of all races and creeds and of no religious creeds at all who will continue to lead decent and useful lives. Besides, as Mormons said, scriptural commentary on declining condition is not communicated to weigh thee down, but instead to help us live so Christ may lift thee up. Close quote. There is always a, a hope. There is always those in the world who will stand for the right, even if, as Elder Maxwell said, they have no religious creed or um, beliefs that they that they hold to. But, you know, there, there is always good people in this world and they can give us hope. But of course, the one person that can give us true hope is our saviour, Jesus Christ. And it is through him and through his suffering uh, that we are made um, whole. Um, and so that, that, that knowledge is a blessing. Thank you very much for listening today. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this study. Please do sh- uh, share the podcast. Please do uh, continue to like it, continue to subscribe to it, continue to share it, and also follow the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session. We come follow me and share your comments. And you can also email LDS Study Session if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.